Hey guys, it's Ed. I'm coming to you live from the Drunk Gossip Studios here in New York City. And it has been a lovely, lovely weekend so far. And I wanted to drop in and say hi to you guys. And there are so many big stories. The biggest one will, of course, be in the last one. A very, very, very surprising person is expecting. And... If you think you're just going to, like, read the segment names to figure out who it is, I'm going to do... I'm going to trick you and not put the actual name of the person. Um, I will say that I I believe everyone should know who she is by now. She's done a talk show. Um, she's been in movies. She's done sitcoms. Um, she's, she's done at least one drama that I know of on TV. Um... So yeah, I'm I'm really excited about that story. Um, but first, one that I'm not so excited to be sharing with you um, is Selma Blair has um, disclosed that she's been diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. Um, you know, it, it's always so tough when when celebrities reveal these things because my sense of humor is very dark and, and and snarky but that's not something you want to be snarky about like I, I actually really do love Selma Blair um last time we talked about her she was announcing and then unannouncing Cameron Diaz's retirement from acting um she was cast in a Netflix show I believe it's I've, I forgot what it's called but I believe it's like a horror slash thriller so I'm hoping that they're taking, like, the stunts easy on her. Since she says in an Instagram post, um, that she's, you know, sometimes she has trouble getting dressed in the morning. Sometimes she, you know, her left side of the body doesn't want to work. Um, Michael J. Fox, I believe, was also dying. No, that was Parkinson's. Don't listen to me. Um... Um, I'm trying to, I, I know there was another somebody who had MS, um, the end of the rest of us deal with MS, um, with Nikki, and, and we see the struggle that she has, um, especially when the storyline dictates it. For Selma, um, you know, she, let me read you some of what she says. Um, she says, I drop things, my memory is foggy, and my left side is... Asking for directions from a broken GPS. Um, she says she's doing okay. And she says we're doing it. Um, they're talking about... Or she's talking about the the new Netflix show. She says we're doing it. I don't know exactly what I will do precisely. But I will do my best. Um, this isn't Selma's first, obviously, first health crisis. Um, she battled alcoholism... She's two years sober, so congratulations on that. Um, and she's talked about being very depressed and having really bad anxiety. Um, this is, um, you know, some people will say it's a culmination of choices that we make in our life, but I don't believe that, um, Especially with multiple sclerosis and Parkinson's. Um, everything I've read on the matter 
has indicated that um, there's a lot of genetics involved. Um, and you don't just alter your DNA. This isn't a sci-fi movie. This is real life. Um, so, I really hope that um, some of Blair's doctors can get her on a, um, a, a routine of a medication. Um, I can't think of the word right now. It's too early in the morning and the mimosas have not kicked in yet. <coughs> Sorry, I'm still battling that cold I told you guys about. Um, but you know what I mean. Like the the right medicines and just everything so she can continue to act and do what she loves to do. And spend time with her wonderful, wonderful family. And I'm going to go spend some time with some wonderful, wonderful mimosas. And I will be right back. And I'm back. So, breaking up is hard to do. Um, last year, I went through my own breakup before I started this podcast. And um, while I never held out hope that we would get back together, he did. Um, it was a very weird situation. Um, he initiated the breakup. Um, rumor has it because he wanted to, um, spend some naked time with another guy while I was out of town. And I had repeatedly told him that I'm not that person. Like, you break up with me, that's it. We're done for good. Um... You know, there there's obviously a difference if you're friends first or whatever, but he and I were not friends first. The whole relationship was built around this idea of a romance. And um, so when the split happened, um, I went home, got drunk with my best friend, and um, that was that. And I've never looked back. On the other hand, he, you know, he's held out hope and he's tried and reached out um, in the hopes of reconciliation. And I've just never given any indication that that was going to happen. So it it does get kind of confusing to me because I'm like, why, why are you still trying this when I've told you it's not going to happen? So the whole reason why I bring up, bring up that story is because Pete Davidson is allegedly holding out hope. Of a reunion with Ariana Grande. Now I'm not Ariana Grande. Clearly. My voice is so much better. Um, but. You know. And I don't know what actually happened between them. We None of us do. We know that they went from. Being with Cassie David. And Mac Miller respectively. To. Um, being grandson and, um, getting engaged two seconds after they started dating. Which, let me tell you, getting engaged two seconds after you start dating somebody, probably a sign that the relationship is not going to last. I know people who have been together five, six years... And they say, they they spend, like, the weekend together, and that's it. And it works out perfectly for them. Um, and they're one of the cutest couples I know. 
Um, but back to P. P. Davidson. He is really holding out hope of a reconciliation. You know, it has to be very weird. Um, I don't want to say he was exactly poor because he wasn't. You know, being on Saturday Night Live pays decently. But to go from, you know, $200,000 a year to having a, a partner who has hundreds of millions of dollars, you know, and you can just go on a whim to Italy or you can... Go to the go to Highline and buy a sixteen million dollar apartment, and not even worry about the mortgage payments. That is something like you just don't get used to. And I'm not saying that Pete Davidson is in love with Ariana Grande's money, but I am saying, you know, it, it, to go from middle class to uber rich back to the middle class, it's quite the adjustment. Even if it was only what, like, four or five months that they were together? Um, so, he, he's holding out hope, but his friends are like, you know, whatever happens, he's going to get back to being himself. He's going to stop canceling these shows, and he's going to start working out his demons on stage. I certainly hope, for his sake... Um, you know, he has mental health issues, so I really hope that um, somebody is talking to him about them and helping him. He moved out of the Highline apartment and is um, couch surfing with friends that he considers family, which is always a good thing. You know, again, during my breakup, I went and stayed with my best friend and his husband, and we just had so much fun, and they took my mind off of it. Um, so surrounding yourself with friends is always very important. Um, and I really hope Pete really adjusts to his new old life. And I'm going to go and be right back. And I'm back. Um, I'm trying to think of a really cute story, um, to lead into this next one. And it's, it's kind of difficult. Um, so I'll say this. Uh, um, as someone who has been out since, well, for a very long time, we'll just say that. Um, I've seen my fair share of men naked. Some were much better than others. One I'm hoping to see naked soon, and all indications are that he's a very, 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 very beautiful man naked. And if you're listening, beautiful man, please, please get naked for me soon. Thank you. <laughs> so, why am I talking about beautiful and men naked? In Chris Pine's new movie, Outlaw King... He has shown his dick. You know, I'm I'm assuming it's not, like, a porn or anything, so it's not going to be hard, and he's not going to be fucking anybody. Um, But I guess there's a scene in the the movie where he takes off his pants, and 
you see his ass and his dick. Um, this isn't really shocking. Kevin Bacon has done this for years. Um, if you watch the original Will and Grace, Jack has this really funny bit where he's interviewing to be Kevin Bacon's assistant and said, you know, um, kind of going along the lines of the, I think it was MasterCard commercial, um, where he talks about Kevin Bacon, how many times Kevin Bacon has shown his butt, how many times Kevin Bacon has shown his dick, and how many times, and then the the punchline is, um, rear frontal view, meaning the butt and the dick, and he says it's priceless. It's sounding kind of like that's what we see with Chris, like, he's, you know, we see his butt, we see his dick, and it might be a rear, rear frontal view. In any case, um, he did an interview where he basically was like, it was no big deal for me to take my clothes off for money. So, Chris, if it's no big deal for you to take off your clothes for money, do it more regularly, please. And also, how about you do a porn for us? It worked for Kim Kardashian. She has hundreds of millions of dollars and an empire. If you do a porn for us, you will have hundreds of millions of dollars. And a lot of thirsty fans. A lot of thirstier fans. I mean... What do we got to do to make this happen? Just tell me and we, I will make sure that this happens. Because we really want to see this. I... <coughs> excuse me. Um, <laughs> someone just... <laughs> and someone who is listening to me record just text me. Do you want to see Crush naked more or Chris Pine naked more? That answer is very, very simple. If I could see Crush and Chris Pine naked together, that would make my entire life. And you can already hear Mandy laughing at me. And I just want to say, thank Jesus. (laughs) Thank God she wasn't here to record this segment with me because I'm not sure we would have ever gotten through it, to be honest. Um... So, yeah, so, Chris Pine shows his dick, and he's, he also talks about a double standard. He talks about how, you know, a woman can get naked, um, and a woman does get naked in, in Outlaw King, and no one even says a word, but he shows his dick, and it's, like, headline news. To which I say, Chris, the reason why it's headline news isn't because a male got naked. It's headline news because we're all so sick of the drama from Washington, D.C. That we wanted to talk about something fun and positive. So thank you for making the news cycle more positive. I'm going to go and I'll be right back. And I'm back. So one of the things that people um, on Facebook um, and other places keep asking me to do is a cooking show. Um, first of all, they know I love to cook. So it's not like they're just like out of the blue saying, oh, you should do a cooking show. 
They also know I love to drink, so they want me to do drunk cooking. Um, so what I wanted to do today is just kind of give it a test out. Um, to see how it would work. Um, now this is only a five minute segment, so I'm just going to kind of go over the recipe a little bit. And, um, give you a little insight into how I do things, how I cook. So, the easiest recipe I have, and the one that doesn't require you to watch me actually do this, I call it Jack and Coke Chicken. So, I I made this by mistake one day, but I love it so much that I, I've kept making it. Um... I season my chicken, salt, pepper, a little bit of garlic salt. If you have actual garlic cloves, those work just as well. Um, it, a lot of people use like uh, extra virgin olive oil or um, olive oil or corn oil or whatever in, in their frying pans. I don't. I use butter. It just works better for me. Um, so I I melt the butter have it sizzling put on my I put my seasoned chicken in there and then I make the sauce now why do I make the sauce last mostly because I wanted to um I don't want it all to burn off so I take two shots of Jack and Coke I use the honey you don't have to use the honey if you don't want to um but again it just adds to me it adds a different flavor it, it makes it a little bit sweeter I dump it into a cup, and I pour in some Coke. Not a lot of Coke, maybe like four ounces. And I stir it in, make sure, just like you do a drink. I flip the chicken over, um, brown it, make sure that all the pink is gone, and then I put the glaze over. I let the glaze um, stick to the chicken, and then I flip it over and pour the rest of the glaze in. And, you know, again, it, the, the whole process only takes 15 to 20 minutes, depending on how high you put your heat. I usually do mine on medium. Um, that way I get a nice, even cook. Um, and then once I take that off the heat, I let it set for a couple minutes, just so that the stickiness um, really gets on there. And I eat mine with a salad, which is going to shock people because I'm not a salad eater. Um... But, so for my salad, just obviously some lettuce. I cut up some cucumbers. Um, I usually have cucumbers chopped up already. Um, toss them in there. I like onions, so I'll throw some onions in there. And if I'm feeling really spicy, I'll throw some peppers in there. Um, I cut up the chicken into cubes and then throw the chicken in there, toss it all together. And it's, it's really super duper easy and it's so delicious. Um, the other way I eat that I eat this, um, is just like a, like you normally would eat a piece of chicken, cut it up. I eat it with mashed potatoes. Um, but with the mashed potatoes, what I do, uh, you know, they, most my, I use instant mashed potatoes. I have not yet made my own homemade mashed potatoes. Let me just say this to people. It is okay to use instant. 
It is okay not to make everything homemade. Because Lord knows I don't have time to. So instant is fine. Um, what I do, though, is... I do... When I, when I make this... The Jack and Coke chicken... Um, and I make the mashed potatoes... I put a um, little bit of whiskey... Of the Jack and Coke... Or of the Jack... In there... So it calls for, um, usually like two cups of water. So I'll put one cup of water and then one cup of whiskey. Some milk, some butter. And then, you know, I boil that up, put it in the flakes, and make up my mashed potatoes. And it is so delicious. You, you gotta try that. If you like this segment, let me know. Um, email me at, at author at anderson.com. Um, and listen, there, I might do a whole episode of this because it was kind of fun. Kind of made me hungry. <laughs> I'm going to go and make some mimosas. I'll be right back. And now, ladies and gentlemen, for our future presentation. So, um... Being pregnant is, first of all, it's just one of those milestones in life that a lot of people want. I'm not going to say everybody because not everybody wants that sort of life. And and please stop shaming people who don't want kids. You know, um, there are, there are plenty of people out there who do want kids who can't have them. Um, who are working to adopt, and whatever. And that's admirable. But for the people who don't want kids, let's just leave them be. Because if you start forcing everyone to have kids, who's going to drink all the alcohol? I mean, I, I know parents drink too, but... They're so much less fun. <gasps> And I'm already preparing myself for all the angry tweets and emails and Facebook comments and text messages. I'm ready, people. I got this. Um, so, in our very first segment, I said that there was a rumor that um, someone very unexpected was, was allegedly pregnant. That somebody is Queen Latifah. Yes, Queen Latifah is rumored to be with child with um with her partner Ebony Nichols, who um I guess Queen Latifah and Ebony met on the set of Dancing with the Stars, um some years back. They've been together for a very long time. Queen Latifah has never actually publicly acknowledged being a lesbian. Nor does she have to. Um, you know, I, I do wish she would. I do wish she would come out. But at the end of the day, it's a choice that everyone has to make for themselves. And um, she doesn't deny it. She, you know, she doesn't do what some of these Republican senators do and bash gays while getting her pussy licked by a woman. Um, 
she's always been very supportive of the LGBT community. And, you know, she just doesn't want to necessarily put her her lover, her girlfriend, her wife, whatever um, designation they've decided to use in the national spotlight if she doesn't want to be. And that's that's admirable. Um, so the rumor has... I've seen the rumor twice now. Um, it, the sources are not necessarily reliable. But I can see it being true. Um, Queen Latifah has said that she would not... Um, she, she would not let people know that she was pregnant until her child was born and she was carrying it around. So I don't expect her to comment on these rumors. If she did, I honestly think I would be shocked. Um, because it goes against everything she stands for. Even when she had her talk show, she never really was um, that personal. Like, if you compare her talk show to Megan Mullally, they're on the opposite ends of the spectrum. Megan Mullally was very, very open about everything in her life. Um, And it kind of circled back to her. And Queen Latifah would not talk about anything in her life. I'm not saying one way is right or wrong... I actually think something, um, I actually think it should be more, like, in the middle, like, Ellen. But there's a reason why Megan Mullally and Queen Latifah only got two seasons, and Ellen is on her 800th? I don't know. I'm pretty sure she's a vampire at this point, and Ellen is just gonna keep going until the day the world ends. Um, um, but the point is, I just... If Queen Latifah is pregnant, I really, really, really hope she's very happy. Um, And the child will be well-loved and well-taken care of. So, that's going to do it for me for today. Happy weekend, everybody. I, um, I don't know if there will be our typical Monday episode, but I will talk to you again sometime in the next week. Until then, cheers.